Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Okay. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited for people to hear your perspective and your experience. One, because you're just like so fun. (laughs) Like people are going to be like, who is this bitch? I want to be his friend. (laughs) Oh my God. Like you should know it is very cool. Um, I mean, it'd be cool if you did. (laughs) I mean, yeah, as long as you're like cool people, but I imagine that like people who are assholes or who just suck don't listen to the podcast. So I'm like, obviously, if you're already here, like you have, you're already doing something good, right? Like you have good taste. You're welcome. Um, Yeah. So I'm excited. So my intention for this is to just talk about like what therapy was like for you. Um, Because a lot of people don't either don't have any experience with therapy, so they really have no idea except like what they see on TV, which is, you know, always so accurate. Right, of course. Um, Or they had a really bad experience and that will shy people away. So my hope and dream for this is people like anyone who's kind of like, what's therapy like is like finds this and then they're like, oh, it can be. like this, not that my way is the right way for everyone, but for the people it works for, it works for really well. So yeah, that's kind of, that's the intention. Okay, heard. Heard. Let's do okay, it. So let's do it. So you have fired me for a hot minute now. And that's what I, for people who, this is their first episode, that's what I call it. And people are like, I no longer need you. And I'm like, oh my God, great. I love that for you. Um and then I tell people that I got fired today and they're like, oh no. And I'm like, no, it's really exciting. This is like one of the professions where I'm like, I want people to fire me right. uh, as long as they're done cooking. If they're not done cooking, I'm like, oh God, please don't fire me. But then sometimes people are stubborn, which is here nor there. Um, so if you will just give the listeners um, maybe a little rundown of like what you came for. Obviously you don't have to go super deep. Feel free to wait as far as you'd like. Um and like what you, just what it was like. Um, yeah. Start us off. Yeah. So um, I started therapy. Well, I came to therapy because I was like, like at my low, like my low, low. Um, and it really all started whenever um, me and my ex, we kind of broke up. And it, I don't really know if I want to call it an ex. <laughs> he didn't see it as an ex. Yeah, it was a situation shit that lasted. It was a situation situation shit. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And so I came. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was also I was working at um, 
the hospital and some of the, uh, one of the girls there, she was like, I'm going to a new therapist and she's like amazing. And she's great. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, what's her number? <laughs> and, and so then I, right. It's like, so then I Googled it. I Googled you and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So then we, you know, we kind of started this process. So when I came, I really didn't know what to expect because I mean, like it was a whole different setting. Cause like I had tried better help before and like, mm-hmm. it was good, but like I had never been in person. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of an experience for me, like, okay, what to expect? Oh my gosh, how's this going to go kind of thing. But as soon as we kind of sat down, we started talking. I was like, oh, I love her vibe. Like, like your vibe was so vibe like, she passes. yeah, like, it's just like, she's pretty chill. And like, I cuss and you cuss and it's like, I can really get down with this. Yeah. So we kind of started off like just telling about me and like what I was wanting to come here for. And I, like I said, I just got out of that relationship and it was, it was something. It was, it was, it was really something. It was something. Um, something. I don't, I, I didn't like looking back. I'm just like, um, what was she doing? That was a fun. It was <laughs> fun. That was Gretchen. But it was also like kind of. Gretchen um, was driving the bus at that point. <laughs> she was driving. Okay. Yeah. Freaking Gretchen. <laughs> um, and so I came and I was like, you know, I need like help. Like, I don't really know what to do. I, but there's something that I was not doing right mm-hmm. and not looking for in relationships mm-hmm. that I needed help with. And so whenever I came, I was just like, I laid it out on the table. I was like, this is what we got. Which is great. Cause then I'm like, what are we working with? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, it's a good starting point. Like, <laughs> I love to pick through this. Give it to me. I'm like, you know, those like American pickers where they're like, Oh, this and this. And oh, this. Yes. I'm, like, I'm like that with people's brains where I'm like, this is fucked up. And this is fucked up. Let's <laughs> understand. I love you. We will talk about trauma, but I'm like, this is fucked up. And this makes no sense. And what is this? And people are like, Here's all of my, here's all my shit. I'm like, yeah. through it and like find what we can. Oh my God. I'm such a little rummager. Like, you know, the, um, the little niffler in the Harry Potter, the fantastic. Um, That's me. I'm the niffler. Nibbler? Niffler? I don't know what it's called, but that's. I think it's a niffler. Snibbler? Niffler. Niffler. I'm the niffler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like through people's brains. (laughs) I love that. Which is fun. (laughs) So whenever like we kind of, I kind of laid things out there, we were, you know, the first session was about learning about me and like what I was wanting to come here for. And we kind of dove a little deeper, not just in that relationship, but like also my childhood and things that did affect me. Um, So like the first session, you know, it was great, whatever. And so then we, we scheduled a second one. So like, I mean, it's, it was a hit. So um <laughs> Yeah, please don't um, just go to the a first one. If unless you hate the person, then it's like okay, go find someone that you like. But if it's like therapy, does take time, right? It does it more than one session. So <clears throat> we kind of started picking through and like learning healthy behaviors that yeah. um, I really didn't even, <laughs> to be honest, didn't even know existed. I mean, because I was living yeah. almost like in a bubble. And I was like, okay, this is the way things are supposed to be done. And it's just like, absolutely not. That is not how it's done. Here is actually something. Not if you want to be happy. Right. <laughs> not if you want to be happy. And so we kind of dove in a little like deep for me. <clears throat> um, like 
into learning about myself and giving myself that self-confidence of like, you deserve better. Here's how you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. So I remember like one toward like the first of it with the horses Mm -hmm. and like, you kind of like have to like, I remember like the, how it all kind of played, but like, you're going to have to explain how that works because like, yeah, I don't really know how it works, but I'm just like, it works. because like, it happens. <laughs> I remember it was the most like Shakespearean experience. It really was. was. So good right now. Yeah. So for, this is not something you talk about a lot because I don't do, I don't use the horses very often, although I would love to use them more often, but logistics. So we did a session where we were um, working through relationship dynamics and the really cool thing for people that don't know about horses is because horses are prey animals they're extremely attuned to body language so not only will they mirror they will step into a metaphor which is what happened right like you and I were you were telling me the story the horses started mirroring this metaphor and then we got to watch like this would play out and the horses were doing specific things and you're like this horse represents me and this horse represents an ex and this horse represents a future and and all these things and they just came together and it was like literally watching the craziest most perfect movie it really was i was like shocked i was like okay (laughs) they're doing all the things (laughs) what is this witchcraft but the horses are really so much of the magic because they'll just step into a metaphor and, and really take on like characteristics of whoever they're representing or whatever they're representing. And then you're like, oh, point taken. <laughs> I got you, horses. You, I got you. You told me. Like, Let me just play this out for you. And then you're like, yeah, you oh, that's how it went. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really have like the coolest experience with them. Oh, it was so, so, like, eye-opening as well, yeah. like, that the horses could actually sense this. And, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a thing. Because, I mean, like, <laughs> like I said, like, I did not know anything about this. Mm-hmm. And then I step into it, and I'm like, oh, 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 okay, this is what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Great. Mm, oh, I'm love- a problem. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it, oh. <laughs> That's really common, though. I love that you say that. Okay, one of the really fun things about these interviews is like the things that you guys say, I'm just like, I could not have asked you to say better things. And it's like so dope. Like you guys are just so brilliant naturally that I'm like, oh my God, yeah. Oh my God. Obsessed. But you said like, I didn't even know there was a different way. Like I literally didn't know there was a different way to exist in relationships, which is something that I run across all the time because like if you grow up in a house you've heard me say this if you grow up in a house that speaks Spanish you're going to speak Spanish as an adult if right. everybody around you speaks Spanish and you have no idea other languages exist you may be like yeah Swedish exists but I don't speak it I don't know it I don't know anything I only speak Spanish so if you grow up where relationships are a certain way you're going to speak Spanish as an adult you're going to have those relationship dynamics because you've literally maybe never seen anything else you have no exposure to anything else. Even if you had exposure, no one has ever like, yeah, I find that that's so common that like people literally don't, you're like, oh, I can set boundaries or I can have standards or it doesn't have to be this way. Because if that's all you know, that's also the only type of partners you find. Right. Because 
people who know differently, you aren't like on the same wavelength. You aren't in the same space energetically. So they're just like, oh, this person's not for me and you won't mesh. But then like, and this is something that happens all the time. And this is something that happened to you. Like as people grow and heal, the quality and the type of people, not only that you're attracted to, but that you attract, become different because you're not like your wavelength and your energy is so different. Right. So, and like, whenever you said like, you know, growing up in a household with certain things, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of plays out in your own relationships. And I mean, that is a hundred percent true for Mm -hmm. me because I remember us talking about like, um, like being the only one who tries in the relationship, Mm -hmm. being like the one having that one person who like you pour into, you pour into so much and then, um, and then you, people call me, uh, um, and then you, um, I can't even, You don't get I anything in return. You no, know, you person. don't, you just keep on pouring into this person and you want, you expect return, but you never get return. Right. So you keep on pouring into that person and then you're finally left with like absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, okay, what do I do now? And then things end and then you're, you're literally at rock bottom. <laughs> like there's nothing left in you. And a negative. Cause not only is there nothing left, you're, you're so over given. Exactly. Yeah. And what, where people usually get stuck is when you're the person putting in all the effort. And if you're the person putting in all the effort, it makes sense that you would then partner with someone who puts in no effort because relationships have balance. <laughs> Right. If you're giving a hundred, yeah, they're going to give zero and it's balance. It's just not happy. Exactly. But what happens is people are like, oh, I'm not giving enough. Oh, that's the problem. Or I'm not giving in the right way. And it's like, no, your partner sucks. (laughs) sucks. That's the problem. Yeah. We found out real quick. Listen, no judgment. I've been there. Like, I don't know anyone who hasn't been there. If they haven't, I I don't know what your secret is, but like. I feel like once you've been there and like you've experienced it and like. Some people, but see, that's the thing is also like some people never change that pattern. Mm-hmm. They keep on doing the same thing and same mm-hmm. thing until they find someone who they can t- deal with. Mm-hmm. Like it's, right. it's just enough to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, so sad. Like, it is very sad. Like, girl, like you can do so much better. Um, just girl you and fix little brain. Right. Oh, I call everybody girls. Like, yeah, that's to be fair. a boy. I'm just like, okay, um, no. <laughs> yeah, period. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like, it's so, to me, it's like so sad that you, some people don't want to change that. They just want to keep on doing the same thing. And, and I, at that point, I was not ready or I wasn't willing to do the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I needed a change. I needed that growth. Yeah. And so, that's one reason I, when I came in and was explaining to all my stuff, you know, that was one of the things like you can't keep on pouring into somebody who's not going to pour into you as well. Well, like, you it can't have that balance. for the rest of your life. So right. like something you hear, you've heard me say a thousand times, I'm sure. And anyone who works with me hears me say is like, well, you could do that. Right. You could do that. And God bless all of my sweet baby clients who don't then just punch me in the face. I can only imagine how annoying I am to work with because if someone was as straight up with me as I am with everyone, I'd be like, fuck you. I hate you. See you next week. (laughs) But like, see, like, that's what I absolutely love about 
<laughs> about you is because you are straight up. You tell it how it is. Yeah. And like, like some of it's like, that, literally, I just don't recommend. That's what I usually say. You could do that. I don't recommend it, but like, it's an option. And then people are like, well, that option sucks. And it's like, yeah, if you want something different, let's stop doing something that sucks. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of where we kind of started things was like mm-hmm. the courses. And then we kind of started talking about me and like what mm-hmm. my, um, what's the word? I guess my work came into play. Yeah. Like, you know, finding a good way to start learning new behaviors and new relationship. Prior- like, I don't want to say priorities, but like, well, but yeah, it's not wrong. You do reprioritize. What you want. Like we were just talking, we had a session last night where young kid, sweet, sweet little thing. They were like, well, we, you know, we're going to talk about what we want in a relationship. And I'm like, well, have you ever thought about that? And they're like, no. And I'm like, thank God you're here. So we can do that. But most people really don't like, you know, people have a list. Oh, I want somebody who's kind. I want somebody who's funny. I want someone who's really tall and really great with money. And we'll buy you beach house, which is on the right. first <laughs> he does in Costa Rica. Thank right. you. Thank you. Um, on the shore, waterfront, obviously. Um, so if you're out there, holler at your girl. But you know, people think about what they want in a partner, but they don't think about what, really what they want from a relationship. And it's like, once people do that, if they're in kind of a situation ship or a relationship, then they'll be like, oh, this doesn't line up. And it's like part of it is because people don't critically think really ever but about their lives and what they want so they just end up with what they have and they settle but but that makes you really unhappy and then people are like oh no I'm unhappy but I don't know what to do and it's like well we may want to figure out what part of your life sucks and then what you like from life and you know start to get away from what sucks and go towards what feels good and I feel like too is like the um the I don't know how it's like the analogy, the metaphor, something the, of the bicycle. It's like finding oh, relationship for a bicycle, yeah. Yes, and yeah, so finding two wheels. People. Yeah, this, please explain that because I'm like you are. Mm. No, no, give me two Yeah, no, you know it. Go ahead, I'll put you on the spot. Oh my gosh, and it's like you can't drive a bike with two different wheels. Mm-hmm. Both wheels have to match, right. and so you know you have your. Um, you're gonna have to help you have the person is one right what kind of qualities do you want in a person and then you have the relationship can they give you the relationship that you want because you can have somebody who you're attracted to who's funny who's kind who's sweet but maybe they want to live in downtown chicago and you're like i could never live in a city i would be so miserable i would hate it right so then the person is great the relationship is not and that means it's the wrong bike Exactly. So you have to find those two wheels that match Mm -hmm. with the person and also like your morals, your, your wants of a relationship. And can they buy you a house in Costa Rica? And if they can, it's a no go. (laughs) See ya next. Thank you you for applying, but like, we're going to go forward with somebody else. You have other applicants. Right. And so, like, and I feel like that kind of helped me see, because, like, we brought up the bicycle analogy so many times, Mm -hmm. because your girl couldn't get it together. It takes (laughs) time. At first. It takes time. Yes, it does take time, for sure. A hundred percent. And so, looking at that is, like, especially with my ex, it's, like, he was, 
like the person, not even. Well, he was I, a bike on fire. He, he like there wasn't even any will. bike was on fire. It was it just was broken. <laughs> it was just like a dumpster fire. It was fun, <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> so, and I mean, this like also played into my next relationship. <clears throat> was like the bike, you know. He it, he was the person that I saw myself with, but then some also some things didn't match up more like some not even morally, but it's just like the like wheels did not match. Like exactly. That. Yeah. Which you know we had some in common, of course, but there was also things that I know he had to work on, and I know I had to work on as mm-hmm. well. And so it's just like I guess maybe part of me feels um, maybe wrong right person wrong time kind of thing but i mean yeah, and that means it's the wrong grow. bike right yeah right. It's the wrong bike but yeah relationships are something i work on because you know what are we if not our relationships so it had like and it permeates everything the better you hold your standards in a romantic relationship the better your standards are with family with friends with coworkers. like it all meshes together so much that like learning it in one area automatically means you get better in other areas too, which is exciting. You only have to do the work once for everything to get better, which is cool. And like work harder. No. Yeah. Work, no, smarter. work smarter, not harder. <laughs> yeah. We love that. Because we, that <laughs> we yeah. are energy efficient. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, it was relation, like first I came, you know, here for relationships, like as in like intimate relationships with a partner. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of started to dive into family dynamics. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I come from a very conservative family um, <clears throat> and my dad is a pastor, um, which is like fun, whatever. Um, but we don't really see eye to eye on things. Mm-hmm. And most, most of my family, you know, we've kind of gotten better as I have grown and I have set boundaries and set things that I'm not okay with. And it's just like, they kind of have to adapt to that because like, I'm not changing who I am anymore. Like, I'm not going to put myself on the back burner and let you, let everyone else kind of be on the front. Like, no, I'm here. Um, You either love me or you don't kind of thing. (laughs) What most people are afraid of is that the people they say that to would be like, well, then I hate you. Get out. But I find that that almost never happens. Really what happens is people adjust because they want a relationship with you. They've just been doing it in a harmful way. But if you never tell people they don't know exactly better. And so once you, I feel like once you start speaking your truth and you start saying the the clear boundaries, I feel Mm -hmm. like people do adapt to that and they're like, okay, well, I want you in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially with my family. (laughs) I mean, I would hope they would want me in their life, Um, (laughs) but um, yeah. And then things kind of start changing a little bit and Mm -hmm. it may get some people a little uncomfortable but like once, and but that's also comes with change, you know, like people aren't going to be just like, oh, okay. Like, great. Like, it's going to be great. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it is. But also like, it's going to have to take time for you to adjust. Yeah. Which and I think that's is super normal. And then you like, most people don't like change. It is uncomfortable. But the nice thing about humans is like, we're adaptable. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, and it's also being that willingness to adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Boundaries are something, I mean, you know, they're like everything. (laughs) I almost feel like everything is a boundary. 
Um, maybe you can talk a little bit about as someone who came in like really didn't have a lot of awareness of boundaries, didn't really know how to set them and that causes problems. Um, what it was like learning how to set them and like testing them out and seeing how people responded. So, I mean, like you said, whenever I first came in, I didn't really have any boundaries. I was just kind of accepting whatever came my way. And I was like, okay, this is acceptable. Like, this is great. Mm -hmm. Um, so like whenever I started learning those boundaries of my own self-worth, of course, um, I, it was kind of like almost like a trial and error kind of thing. Like you had to try it out, kind of get your feet wet. And mm. then once you kind of start speaking that truth and you start, you know, this is what I expect. And if you can't do that, then we're going to have to find some other way or not even some other way. Sometimes it's just like, okay, if you don't respect this, okay, bye. So yeah. yeah. And like, I personally, I did a lot of cleaning out of friends mm and people who weren't giving anything to my life. And I think too, that when I think back about, um, I was so nervous about <laughs> getting like, cause I told you, I was like, I had to have like my snap streaks, my snap streaks. And you're like, why do you need those? Why do you need those? Like, what are they giving to your life? Right. And I was like, uh, I mean, they're there. And you're like, no, <laughs> If they're not giving anything in your life, then they don't make you happy. Right. So I feel like that was a one thing that I kind of, it kind of made me realize, like there's certain people in your life that are there to give some things to you. Mm -hmm. And then there's some people that aren't. And so yeah. kind of getting those boundaries to say like, okay, you're either for me or you're not. Mm -hmm. And like, you're adding to my life or you're not. Yeah. Um, and that was like my biggest one that I really honed in on was like who deserves me in my life and who respects me as an individual and then the other people just kind of fail by the wayside which I was totally okay it's like with. they almost take themselves out exactly because they just like if you have a standard and they don't meet it they'll just progressively fall away and I I say a lot like not every loss is a loss and I probably said that with you, like not every person who leaves is really a loss and no. loss is a concept anyway, but, but sometimes people leave and you're like, oh, I didn't really realize how much energy it took to maintain that relationship or how out of alignment it was. Right. And like, and I feel like you said energy, like mm -hmm. it did take a whole lot of energy just to maintain those situations I guess like they really yeah. weren't like anything you know that I was actually adding to my life and once I started to kind of weed things out and weed people mm -hmm. out I was able to put more energy not only in myself yeah but also in the people that actually was adding to my life and so mm -hmm. our I feel like relationships got better mm -hmm. and more um I don't want to say intimate but like I mean I guess it could be intimate like, yeah you're not wrong yeah. And so yeah. I feel like once I kind of put all that stuff to the side and like weeded it through my peeps, mm -hmm. like I got to where I was good and I was able to put that energy in myself and also people yeah. who actually mattered. And, you know, when you have less, you can pour more into. And when you're happier, naturally every relationship gets better. So when you're not bogged down by bullshit, 
<laughs> happier and you have more room and it's it's so common like boundaries relationships are some of the foundational themes that I work on with people and yours is a little more complicated because then we add in living in the bible belt being lgbt like that naturally adds another layer of complexity exactly yeah it's just oh man you've grown so even the language that you use now like talking about my worth this is what i deserve if you don't like it you can go is like when people keep relationships out of fear they never speak like that they'll be like oh my god that's so mean and it's like no not everybody deserves access to you no because they not first of all not everybody has good intentions which exactly people don't get to come into my house if their intention is to rob me later like no 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 thank you <laughs> i like already robbed my house i'm not going to invite them back in like that's not that doesn't no. make sense, but that's what people do when they have crappy boundaries. They're like, oh, you robbed my house last Friday. Oh, oh come on in. Right. And then they steal another TV and you're like, oh, I guess I'll just buy a new TV. And it's like, you've spent $30,000 on TVs this week. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> what are you doing with your life, girl? Also, I don't know what kind of $30,000 TVs there are, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there, girl. More expensive TVs than I buy. I can tell you. Um. Yeah. So you hadn't done therapy before you came to see me. I had did my five free sessions oh, with right. BetterHelp. <laughs> yes. But like, that was, that was it. Like in, in reality, like looking back at that, like not to, you know, down BetterHelp, because I feel like people do have a good experience with that, but. Yeah. They're a problematic like, company, but yeah. <laughs> well, it was like, I would tell my therapist, like what was going on and like, mm-hmm. She she was just trying to add. I feel like she was trying to add to the fire. <laughs> like oh. looking back at it now, mm-hmm. because she's like, oh, you know, like if you want to make this work with him, like it's it's totally like normal. Like how do how is he acting? I was gonna, and I'm just like, and so then I would feed into that. <laughs> like yeah. I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like he's doing this, and like what should I do, kind of thing. Like yeah. it was not like tell me the truth. <laughs> um, it was yeah. just like, we're here uh, to catch up on your drama and mm. just to feed that flame. And I was like, but like, I didn't really not- notice that then. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons that I like really have been excited about interviewing you guys is because like, my style and the style of the practice is so educational. Like we tell people the first time you meet them, the whole point is that you fire us. Right. So I don't want to sit here and listen to your tea for 30 fucking years. Like, love you. I love the tea. But not every session is a cheese made session. So, like, we have work to do, boo. Exactly. So let's do the work. But so many therapists are taught that their job is to listen. Like, it's literally the only thing you're taught in school. How to listen. 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 How to, listen, how to fucking listen. And it's like... Great. I love that you know how to listen. It's very important, 100% necessary. But like, what are you teaching people to get them out of the swamp into paradise? Because you're just like, wow, I'm so sorry you're in the swamp. That really sucks for you. And then they're like, yeah, it really sucks. And then they come the next week and you're like, wow, I'm really so sorry you're in the swamp. And they're like, yeah, it really sucks. Get them out of the fucking swamp. Amen, sister. Like, what you doing? so one of the reasons that I love, like, this this series has been so cool. First of all, I just love all of you guys. So, like, this is awesome. 
but people get to see so when people google what's therapy like they can see like your therapist should be teaching you things right not just telling you or not just listening to you like yeah obviously we have to listen to you but like what are they teaching you exactly it is for sure an educational kind of thing it should like be. it has to be it, it, yeah like, otherwise it's bull it's nothing go talk to a horse in a the field they're free <laughs> and they're better company like exactly you know. like come on now girl we need education you, don't really we pet need the horse. you can't pet your therapist i don't know <laughs> i mean you could but like it'd be kind of weird <laughs> No, no, no. Oh yes. No, thank you. Yeah, it's just that's bananas to me. And so my my hope and dream is like people learn and hold their therapist accountable for teaching them. Okay, yes, this is a problem. What do I need to know to get out of it and never be in it again? Like we've talked multiple times, where like people who go through this process, especially who come from like a really garbage relationship, your body will not let you be in one again. And you've learned too much to ever go back. There's no way. And, and I feel like to, like the um, thing that you used about the spiral staircase. Mm, yeah. Like you're going to be, sometimes you're going to be at that, on that side where like you are in the swamp mm-hmm. and it's just like, what the frick is going on? It's like what is going on? It's not Why? working. Like, uh, yeah. And so then we wind around, we keep on going up until, you know, and we're on that good side. Like everything's going great. Like you're doing, you're growing, you're doing all the thing. But also I feel like too is what you said is like, you can't go back down. You can only go up. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're going to see the side of the swamp sometimes, but you're also going to come back around. Yeah. So you can't yeah, learn what you And imagine going back into a situation like that. Like you're, I know your body's like, <laughs> there's no way like your body no. won't let you because when your body heals to a certain frequency, it won't go backwards. No, it won't. It'll feel so bad that you're like, oh no, this feels like eating hot mayonnaise. Like I'm just not. <laughs> Ooh. I know. Right. That's what it would feel like. And your body's like hard pass. We don't want that. Um, I, this is so fun. I love these. Um, what else? What are some other like things that maybe were helpful for you or some like thoughts that you have about the process that you feel like it would be helpful for people to know? Um, okay. So I kind of want to, like, I want to touch on this because like, I feel like it's important. Like I, and I like, I feel it in my heart to like talk about it because it was a big change for me. So as you know, um, February of 2022, things really changed for me. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely changed. And so, you know, we had started back in 2021 with, you know, therapy and everything. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm getting my mental health in check, but like, also I kind of want to check on my physical health. Like mm-hmm. I want to make sure I'm good. And so a part like me being a part of the LGBTQ community, you know, it's, I feel like it's my duty to make sure I am tested for STDs, you know, STIs, whatever. And so, you know, I was just like ready. I got the blood work, whatever. And my doctor called me literally February 7th, 2022. And I was diagnosed with HIV. And I remember coming and you're like, how's it going? I was like, "Mm, not good, not good. Um, And I explained, you know, everything to you, like, hey, like, I got this diagnosis. And I was like, I told you, I was like, I feel 
disgusting. Like, I feel so nasty. And you just looked at me and you're like, so do people with cancer, like, do you think they're nasty? Do you think, you know, it's, it's a disease. Like, it happens to you. Like, you didn't ask for it to happen. Like, it just happens. And, like, we kind of have to adapt to that. Hmm. And so I feel like people have this kind of, like, connotation that with people with HIV are just, like, these nasty people who are don't, you know, like, I guess. This is a very ignorant, tainted view of people. Exactly. And people don't realize that, like, HIV is so livable now with medication. Mm-hmm. And, like, I started medication on February 28th mm-hmm. and was undetectable, which undetectable was means your viral load is so low that you can't transmit. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> like, after there some, even, like, a couple sessions of therapy, you know, talking about these things, it would kind of made me feel, I guess, more secure and ex- more secure in who I was mm-hmm. um, because I I felt, like I said, I felt like it was this nasty, disgusting person. But mm-hmm. in reality, no, it's, you're not. Like mm-hmm. you are a person. You're great. Like you're wonderful. And this is just something that happened to you. And this yeah. is what we're going to do to adapt to that situation. And yeah. so I feel like, you know, people out there, they don't really understand and they don't, some people don't want to understand, but then also some people are very curious. And mm-hmm. so like urging people to, of course, get tested, but also with prep, like there's things out there that can prevent this as well. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like that was just put on my heart just to kind of put out there. Like, I'm not ashamed of it. Like it's something that happened. It, it's something that I'm living with, but like, it's totally manageable and that's okay. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, girl. And I think, you know, to speak to that for people who are perhaps being like, holy shit, <laughs> that's a life-changing diagnosis. Like, listen, y'all don't misunderstand like it is. It right. is a life-changing diagnosis. You cannot, I mean, you could ignore it. I, I don't recommend it. Don't recommend. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> like, but that, there is no, there is no way around a diagnosis like that absolutely changing your life. And you speak about it very matter of factly, which I think is a huge testament to how much work you have done to regulate your nervous system, to take things in stride, to build belief in yourself. Like the only, I really want people to understand the only reason you are able to be as matter of fact about it as you are and to not be drowning in despair or woe is me is because of the work you have done. Like that, that session. And I remember where we were sitting when you told me is life-changing. And so on, on the therapist end for, for people to, for me to explain my thought process during that is like, there's no room for me to grieve that. There's no room, right? Like had I reacted, oh my God, oh, your life is over. What? Like, had I done that, it would have confirmed to you, oh my God, my life is over. This is horrible. I can't, yeah, right? Like, right. So when, you know, being a therapist is really interesting because we get bombs dropped. Like, all the time. And there's, you know, there's the only appropriate, helpful reaction is to say, okay, yeah, that's really intense. What are we going to do about that? Right. Because if I start wigging out, Thank you, Kitty. Period. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what happened. So 
even, you know, on my end to have a client who like I care deeply about to say, hey, I have this HIV diagnosis where you just drop that and then I don't know how bad it is. I don't know any information and that's not necessarily helpful, right? It's helpful to a point, but for me to be like, oh my God, now tell me all the details. And you're like, no, bitch, I want to process right. it. <laughs> so that, you know, one of the reasons that I was so, um, okay, yeah, that's intense. Like it's a thing that happens there's nothing wrong with you. Like this, that diagnosis could literally happen to anyone. Right. Literally. And there's nothing wrong, but like, there's nothing wrong. And let's live in the fact that this is what we're dealing with now. So let's do what is useful to do about it versus wallowing in despair. And I, I also want people to understand like, with another client who had maybe perhaps been very like emotional about it, you were pretty matter of fact, like had you been extremely emotional, I would have had a different approach. Right. But it makes no sense to have you process that forever and not to just say, okay, your life is different now. Let's make it good. Right. Let's just do what we need to do. So you speak very matter of my cat's trying to like, say, Hey, Doing. <laughs> I know. He's like, if I move slowly enough, she won't notice. <laughs> I, I see you. I see you. She notices. <laughs> I know. And so you're able to be matter of fact about it now, but literally only because, and perhaps you would have gotten there anyway. I don't know. Let me not take all the credit, but you're able to do that in part because of the work that you had done previously to learn about exactly. trauma, to regulate your nervous system, to feel your emotions, to be able to problem solve in a crisis or in a stressful situation, which ideally is what therapy does for people. It says, hey, yeah, life can be a shit show, but if you're losing your shit, you're more likely to get injured, to die, to have longer problems. So let's just be able to think. Right. And then do what will be useful to do. I was wondering if you would share that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like something just came over me and I was like, I feel like I just need to share this because I mean, I feel like. I think it'll people- be important. People who listen to this podcast, I feel like it's good to have awareness, you know, like this is something that can happen. It's just how Mm -hmm. you process this, all this information and how you react. And like, of course, you know, when you first find out, you're like, oh my gosh, my life is changing. Like, it's like, (laughs) what the heck? But like talking about it and understanding it and realizing that my life isn't over. It's just different. And finding that kind of good spot of where we need to start and where we're going. Because, I mean, I feel like whenever I did have that HIV um, diagnosis, I felt like my relationships were over. Like, I'm going to be single forever. Like, I'm going to live out my (laughs) life with, like, a hundred dogs or cats or whatever. Um, Right? It's just, like, a mix of both. Um, and like, you know, that was kind of over and it's just like, it, it wasn't like, it isn't, it's right. not, it's something that's different in your life. Yes. But it's not something that is going to, it really? could affect relationships, but also also finding that person who is educated and who understands. Mm-hmm. And if they're not educated, then educate them. Like, let them mm-hmm. know that like, this is a thing that we can live happily yeah. ever after. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I love, I actually really love that you brought it up because it brings up a lot of really good points. And I think for anyone who knows someone or like goes through a life-changing diagnosis, it also is extremely hopeful to say like, 
okay, like you went through a life-changing diagnosis. Your life is not over. We're not wallowing in pity. We're not wallowing in despair. Like you're having a great ass time living your life. And will it make maybe romantic relationships different? Maybe, but it'll also weed out anyone. And I think I said this, it weeds out anyone who's a coward immediately. Exactly. Immediately it weeds them out. So it's like, well, cool. That's kind of useful. <laughs> like in thing for like disqualifying yourself. Anyway. Right. So, so there is like, you know, and, and I, I want people to understand for perhaps who have never talked to me before, like there are many things I was explaining this. We have an intern who is very sweet, but very different from my personality. Um, I'm kind of an unhinged goblin and she's a sweet, normal, quiet thing. Ooh. And I know totally different. So, you know, when someone, when we have an intern, they sit in on a bunch of sessions. I think maybe you've been with me when I had an intern, maybe not. I think so. Yeah. I think we had Brittany. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I had to explain to her like, Hey, there are a lot of things. I said, there are a lot of things you're going to hear me say that the only reason I can get away with saying them. The only reason is because I start out unhinged. Right. Like, I start out this way. So I was like, there are many concepts that will be useful to you. I said, there will be many phrases that you will never be able to get away with because our personalities are so different. So when I say like, oh, well, it weeds out the cowards, you were like, oh yeah, right, of course, immediately. Because one, the relationship you and I had, I had been useful for a long time up until that point. And also because you were very used to my style. Right. So- so this, that little caveat for people who are like, why would you say that to someone is like, there's a reason why like my clients can handle that. And we operate a lot in humor. So. Right. And I feel like being straightforward and just telling it how it is, is like totally useful to people because mm-hmm. some people are like, oh my gosh, that's like my other therapist would never say that, but it's yeah. like, you need that. Fine. If it's not their style, perhaps they say the same thing in a different way, but my style is very like blunt (laughs) it's just my style um but yeah I yeah just to explain for people who are like wow that's really fucked up it's like well if people (laughs) understand me and understand my clients then they understand it makes sense for us right but I actually I really like that you brought it up because there are many people living with a life-changing either diagnosis or thing or whatever right like right you know, everyone has their non-negotiables for you now being okay with an HIV diagnosis is one. For me, it's the animals on the farm. Like I asked my partner the other day, I was like, do you think I love my dog more than you? And he was like, of course you do. And I was like, you're so smart. <laughs> Thank you for answering like, correctly. If you don't understand your number two, we, it just won't work. Well, number three, <laughs> behind Kitty. Um, <gasps> and he was like, right, of course. And I was like, you're so intelligent. Um, but now it just, it just kind of became a non-negotiable. Like, Hey, if this is not something you can deal with, then like, I'm not the partner for you. Exactly. And so, like you said, it did weed out a lot of people and it has weeded out a lot of Mm. people because some people are just not okay with it. And that's fine. That's fine. Someone else, someone else is going to be okay with it. And they probably have a little bit more to offer. It's fun. Oh my God. Facts. Period. (laughs) Like we are going for the beach I yeah I really love that because I think you know is it life-changing yes was it overwhelming at first of course that doesn't mean that no one's ever like overwhelmed by anything again but the ability to think right when you're overwhelmed or to ride the wave of that emotion to then say okay damn now what and then to do something about the now what and not just get stuck there is 
so important and valuable. And I feel like too, like talking about like emotions and stuff, like old me, old me, like Gretchen, you know, we love her. She Gretchen is her alter ego for people who don't understand. Yeah, Gretchen. Gretchen is her she, little gremlin brain. She was she was a little crazy. Uh, so like I feel like I you know whenever time. Gretchen was still there, I was I would. Oh, sit, she's still there. She oh, just doesn't she, get to drive. No, she doesn't get to drive. Like she just rides the bus, and she has like an enjoyable ride. But she, like, like hangs she off the it. bus sometimes. Right. She like rides on the top and like serves it. Like she be doing what she does, but like she does not get to drive. Not at all. Like she she's banned from driving uh, yeah. from now on. Um, and Back. like so, whenever I was my old Gretchen self, like <clears throat> I felt like I sat in my emotions. I didn't process them. I was just I would just sit and waller in my own kind of. Mm-hmm self pity and just like all this stuff. And then like also learning healthy ways to feel that emotion, understand what that emotion is and like why you're feeling this way and then letting it go. Talk dirty to me. Uh, Like that, that was like a big thing that Mm -hmm. I have learned is yes, you can feel this emotion. Just don't stay there. Understand why you're feeling that emotion and then just Mm -hmm. release that. That's just like energy you're putting in that you could be putting out somewhere else. So it's just like, oh, we're, we love learning. We love learning. And it's cool because like you learn these things and then you don't need me anymore. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. I mean, you do. I've had a hard time firing you. I was like, oh, oh we're going to do this. Okay. I, <laughs> you know, when like people are nervous and their voice gets really high pitched, I'd be like, so do you think you want to fire me? And you're like, oh, no. That's exactly what I did. I was just like, so I don't know. Oh, and I'm Maybe. like, no, you're fine. Get out. <laughs> All right, girl. This right is like also, <laughs> um, but also, to, I think people don't really understand is like, once you, like, I feel like once you say, like, once you fire me, like, mm-hmm. that's the end of it. And it's just like, no. no. No, you still have my phone number. You text or call me if you need me. And, and if now, you need a I session. Don't know if that- like what every therapist does, I hope it's what they do, but I, you know, I can't speak to them. I also hope they're all useful and not all of them are. Right. Um, but I, like for me, it doesn't make any sense to work with somebody for a couple of years to like, because I understand your brain. Like I have lived in your brain for like yes. two years or however long we worked together. Like I burrowed in there like a little bunny bitch, I live there. I know how your brain works. Yes. Like, okay, well, great. Good luck. If you have a problem, don't contact me. The person who knows your brain as well as you do. Right. What kind of does that make? The math ain't math and boo. So (laughs) that doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't, you know, lucky for me, my boss lets me do whatever I want because I'm the boss. I don't do things that don't make sense. So like, it doesn't make sense to not give people an avenue to reach out. Because what happens if shit hits the fan in three years? Right. You know, it's like, why would you not want to go to someone who's already been useful, who you already trust? You don't have to start from scratch. Yeah, no, we don't want to do that. Who already lives in your brain like a little bunny. (laughs) I just Come on back. (laughs) I'm just like, you like open up your brain and you're like snuggle in. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I have in there like a bunny. Yeah, literally. It's fun. And yeah. I mean, I feel like some people think that like, okay, once I fired you, like, okay, that was the end. And we're like, we're, we're doing great. And we are, we doing, are great. doing great. Right. But there's also been times where I'm like, 
hey girl, um, I think I need a right. set. <laughs> like, right. This is perfect, right? Like the point is that your skills will get you to a certain point and there may be a thing that overwhelms your ability to use your skills. And it's like, okay, you just come for a tune-up and that, that happens for probably about 30% of people. They'll reach out and they'll be like, Hey, I need, you know, I have a specific thing to work through. And it's like, okay, great. Let's work through that thing. And like, sometimes it takes one session. Sometimes it takes two or three months, but then they're like, well, I think I'm good. And I'm like, I know you're good. And then they fire me again. And sometimes I hear from them and sometimes I don't, but yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I think it makes a lot of sense to be able to reach out if something happens past when you like fire your therapist. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Much exactly. like, <laughs> like, you know where I live. <laughs> yeah. you know where change. I live. Come find me, but also I'm not changing my phone numbers. So, you know, Period. I need you to find if you want to find me. Yeah. So, I mean, finding that, it was, it was like, it was good. That good kind of relationship kind of thing. But also I feel like too, for me is, you know, being LGBTQA plus in that community and living in a conservative household, Mm -hmm. I needed support outside and I've kind of made my family, like more my family, my friends. Hmm. And I have my, my little small group, you know, my love lane and colby and of course camille you know yeah my favorite thing about some of my favorite things about my clients is like i feel like i become their like surrogate friends parents (laughs) and i'm like tell them i said hi and i'm proud of them (laughs) like i've never met these people but i'm like i'm so proud of them i kind of know you just a little bit but like hey girl yeah. How you doing? You don't yeah. get And I think that's important, like building a community outside of um whoever perhaps is closest to you if they're not supportive in whatever way support makes sense. Right. But finding a community, yeah. Yes, for sure. Find a community that's gonna support you through everything. Even yeah. if your yeah. you know, your your blood family doesn't. You can always find community in someone. Or doesn't else. know how, yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 sometimes it's easier to just find some friends and make them family. Um, yes. So if you were to, if people like maybe forget everything that we say, which I hope they don't because this is fire. Not um, for fire, just fire. Good fire. <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> not the kind that burns your house down, the kind that toasts your marshmallows. Right. Um, do you set your marshmallows on fire, by the way, if you toast them? Or um, actually, them? I'm going to be honest. I do, but it's like for a hot second because like, yeah. I don't want it like burnt, burnt, but I do want a little crisp. That's funny. I feel like that's something that like divides people. They're either like, I never set it on fire or like only golden toast. Right. Or it's like, like burn it down. I just want ashes. <laughs> I'm like, how do you eat that? They just, I don't know. That's the wrong way as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, oh, where was I going with that? My ADHD brain is like, we were on a train and then it got derailed and now we're on another <laughs> one. But if you want people to maybe remember a thing, like what would you... What do you just want them to know? I want you to know that therapy can be scary. It can be kind of hard to kind of go into, but also learning new behaviors and learning who you truly are and what you deserve in life is totally worth it in the end. So like a hundred percent recommend like, Go see my girl Amanda like, <laughs> for her friends. Like, go ahead and say them because or the I mean, team. They are very right. Cool. 
you like y'all have been absolutely amazing and I would not really trade this experience for anything because you know I talk about you all the time I'm like my therapist <laughs> my therapist like You're intense my therapist right like you're still mine basically I fired her but she's <laughs> she's still, still mine <laughs> um yeah but like just do it like put in the work put in the effort yes it's going to suck at times but like it's going to be totally worth it in the end 100 yeah. percent facts we'll just end on that because that was beautiful period 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 thank girl. you so much you're such a delightful human being i try i try you don't even try it's just natural <laughs> some people are just sunshine oh no all right my dude thank you thank you 